everybody. This is episode three of Chew Gum and Get Limber, hosted by Brennan Clark and my good friend Avery Greeson. Um, I'm super surprised we made it to three episodes, actually. Like, we usually don't get anything done, and so it's cool to, to actually do three things. Yeah, three things are great. Yeah. <laughs> three things are better than, than zero things. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's been cool. This is, like, the first episode we've done, too, that, like, we have released an episode since yeah and so now we get to kind of go back we've we've listened to ourselves talk and, and hated our own voices and have maybe you know no, learned what to do better i hope yeah well yeah. hopefully we'll see i guess, yeah, I guess. we'll I see know, over man. the course of the next however long yeah this episode will tell if this one doesn't do well then then we we quit yeah um, definitely this one doesn't go viral no it was pretty cool um we were i think i was talking to you the other day about maybe we were talking about adding a segment um, for kind of our local band friends to yeah. talk about, which would be kind of cool because I don't feel super comfy t- saying bad stuff about my friends that yeah, I know personally, course. but I would love to promote their music and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Great, yeah. Well, so yeah, if we're trying to get segmented here, let's start with this segment yes. and uh, talk about some local music that just came out. What, Do you have we... a name off the top of your head for this segment that we can call it? Because we didn't talk about that. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about no. that. We could call it... Um, uh, when the goose lays a new egg or something like the, the goose is in today. The goose is in. Yeah, yeah. This is, that's what that's what it's called now. This is the goose is in section. Yeah, it's um, just at the top. We <laughs> lay a goose on you, and then we get to the hard stuff afterwards. Yeah, but, but anyway, we have we have a bunch of cool friends. We're we're from South Carolina. We have people listening from all over the place. I guess now to our one Filipino listener. Yeah, thank Shout you for listening. You. You're that's super really cool. cool. I don't know who you are or anything about you, but it shows up on our stats. So. You know, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we have lots of cool friends that release really cool music all the time, and so we want to shout them out. Um, our friends in a band called Crybaby uh, released an album uh, or a no, single, a single, excuse me. Yeah, yeah but Crybaby they put out a single this uh, this past week called 1991, heavily uh, heavily like advertised for, so everyone was really hyped on it. And it's just the banger I think we all thought it was going to be, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's uh, heavily nostalgic, as their music tends to be, which is cool. Yeah. And they released this really fun little video alongside with it, where they're all space cadets to say, to say more or less, you know. Uh, so yeah, uh, 1991, awesome it's track. Nice. Check uh, it out, Crybaby. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend Spotify. Matt raps a verse, and it's awesome. I've never heard him rap before. Yeah. And so that was super cool. Um, yeah, enjoyed that. Um, Babe Club, another band that we're pals with from here in Charleston, uh, released a single called Together, and it's awesome. It's, it's amazing. Sort of, sort of this like indie pop thing that's it feels really nice. The production's like really slick and and kind of round, and it's it's really beautiful. It's a great song. Yeah, it sure. is a great song. And also, which is an amazing thing, good for them. They happen to I don't know how this came about, uh, but they they had a remix of this song done by. Uh, one of the members of a uh, band that we both really yeah. like. Uh, Is it he Rub- goes by Toth, Toth. But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the dude from Rubble Bucket. I don't know how he got his hands on this song, but yeah. he did the remix to it. And it, and it slaps Also too. beautiful, yeah. It's really good. I think Slightly they, different vibe, but it's They great. were working in Atlanta on that record with the guy from Group Love, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think so. For some reason in my head, I get the, the names of Group Love and Rubble Bucket mixed up, even though they're not that similar. They're not similar, but I feel like I they don't know. have vibes that are similar. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think I just like started listening to them at the same time, and for some reason they yeah. get mixed up in my head. Definitely. They're both great bands and have both worked with Babe Club, so yeah. check out Babe Club. They're, They're definitely good. great. Also, yeah. we've had um, 
one of our favorite bands ever and band, a band that we, we've come up with here in South Carolina for quite a while now, Daddy's Beamer. They've put out a slew of singles the last few months in anticipation for their new, newest album, Denmark, which by the time this comes out, Denmark will have already been out. So, um, so I'm going to say in advance that it's very good. Yes. I'm assuming. Based on the singles, it's yeah. great. Uh, they have just a, a great way of making music, I think. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, and Jamie Gray of Crybaby fame uh, sings on their most recent single. And she's got a beautiful, beautiful voice. And that track is beautiful. Yeah. So it's it's great so off the top of my head that's all i could really well avery also has a band that he won't talk about himself oh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're called baby yaga and they just dropped their first ep and it's really good it's got all these like early 2000s pop rock nostalgia there's some like feminine angst in there too it's just it's a really really fun yeah i give off feminine angst pretty hardcore that's, yeah. that's it all exudes from me <laughs> yeah um, just kidding we have Avery, a singer and she is a female so she has the feminine angst but yeah it yeah. has angst though it's, i do have angst. yeah it's, yeah it's not ex- exactly but yeah feminine, check it but... out if you want yeah. it's uh it's got an expletive for the title and i'm not sure how we feel about expletives i mean on this i've podcast. been i haven't been marking all of the podcasts as explicit but i think we've said one or two words in them right um i don't know what'll happen if we do but i I'm just gonna say it. The EP is called "Fuck." It's really good. Right. Um, so, <laughs> well, thanks, Brennan. We'll edit that out if we feel like we have to, but we, but we won't. But so, we won't. Yeah. yeah. And I might not. I may or may not mark this as explicit when I go to upload. So we'll That's see. True. I don't know if the podcast police will come after us. I don't know who who enforces that sort of thing. Oh but, no, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get demonetized. So, <laughs> speaking of monetized, if anyone wants to give us money, just kidding. Uh, don't give us money. This yeah. is a wait until the podcast is good. I feel like yeah. it's, I feel like we're still not good. I would feel bad asking. I would too. Money. Yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, we've been talking for like several minutes now. We haven't even got to what we're actually going to be talking about yet. Yeah. So if you're sticking along for this for this amount of time, then hey, thanks. First of all, but second of all. Um, this is as good as it's gonna get because we're gonna start talking about shit we don't really know about. So <laughs> what should we? Uh, what should we call? We should call our fans something. We should call them. <laughs> the wait, wait. Uh, the, the the gum chewers. That's that's uh, that's so that's so it's on the nose. Yeah. What's I don't know. um. I don't, know. I don't know. How about if you have submissions? We don't have an email. We can give you our email if you Instagram message us. We don't. do have an email. We do have an email. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's uh, chew gum. Chew gum. Is it and? I think it's chewgumgetlimber at gmail.com. If not, we're on Instagram at chewgumgetlimber. Yeah. You'll figure it out. It, Find not, us there. Endorsements And let us you know come. what you'd like to be called, because, you know, I feel bad calling you something you didn't like. Yeah, to be mainly it's my mom and, like, Rachel who listen to this. Yeah. And if you know, if you're Rachel, then you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rachel. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, also, cool. hey, mom. But so yeah. anyway, we're uh, we're reviewing an album today. Yeah. So yeah, yeah what, what album are we reviewing It's today? uh Run... Run <laughs> <laughs> Uh, today we're reviewing Run the Jewels 4 by Run the Jewels. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a hip-hop album, if you didn't know that. And I think it's really great that, like, our third our third episode is a hip-hop album following two, like, pretty intensely, like, like feminist, like, singer-songwriter albums, yeah. kind of, which is awesome. For so sure. this is the third thing, like I said, we have, like, very little qualifications to talk about. Definitely. Because of its subject matter and stuff but still really enjoyable nonetheless i agree so, i agree just yeah blanket preface that we're two white dudes talking about uh this awesome hip-hop album but yeah, yeah. but yeah um what do you think of it i thought all right so 
Initial thought, I clapped really loud. Sorry if you heard that really loud in your ears, <laughs> listeners. Um, that's my excitement clap. I really like this album a lot. I, I will say I think it's like probably one of the better albums that I've heard this year and that we might get to hear for the rest of the year, which is awesome. I feel like that's a big statement, but I mean it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic hip hop album. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. it's really hip. I thought like. These guys were born in like the seventies, right? They're yeah, like, they're, they're both pushing. Old. They're all they're both in in their in their late thirties to forties, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Killer Mike being, I think, probably all the oldest of the two. Yeah, for some yeah. reason in music, I don't know what it is, but like I feel like there are a lot of older artists that when they were younger and first creating music, all their it was like really edgy and experimental, and then they sort of like get lame but it, i feel like this that wasn't the case uh for these yeah. guys it's i like, also feel like that's less of a case for hip-hop in general it yeah just seems to right. kind of stay cool a lot yeah, of the time that's true it is, is awesome. it is way cooler than rock music at the <laughs> yeah moment, i would say at the moment for sure yeah i think they're definitely on the cutting edge uh of just art in general and this this album was no exception yeah just generally it's 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 eclectic in that it's sort of sample heavy but you can tell it's really modern i feel like so the the band the band consists of uh, producer and rapper LP and uh, rapper uh, Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, LP's from Brooklyn. He's kind of one of those uh, early underground hip hop Brooklyn guys, kind of experimental uh, hip hop uh, dudes. And then uh, Killer Mike is a is an Atlanta guy, and they're both uh, they're both like an incredible match made in heaven. I would say um, that they're on their fourth album now is probably like one of the best things that's happened to music in the last hundred years probably <laughs> yeah i think our opinions or at least our perspective on this album is going to be kind of cool and different because you've been pretty steeped in like hip-hop and hip-hop history for quite a while now mm-hmm. and yeah. i just in the last like three or four years have got into it so it's definitely like i am still like waist deep you know right and so it's, but it's cool because yeah, it's like it's definitely. all fresh and new i'm like this is genius where have i been kind of thing um so yeah it's it's a great album i'm interested to hear like are the differences in our opinions on, on this one? For I feel sure. like once again we're going to agree. On we're going to agree. We, we have we have two. We've tried to taste. decide whether or not we're going to like talk about albums we like only or 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 not. You know, talk yeah. about albums we don't like. We've had a few come up that we've talked what wanted to talk about, and uh, we just skip them because we're like, ah, oh, we don't really want to talk about. It. You know, just because yeah. it's not you know it's not as fun to talk about stuff. I, I think this podcast might turn into like just, just analysis, and us just talking about. Just sick things. albums. Sick albums or just whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, for now it's reviews, but that, that'll probably change for, like, the ten of you that are going to listen to this. <laughs> just strap in. Yeah, 25 um, downloads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, what do you think of the, the first track, Yankee and the Brave, episode four? Episode four. It's great. I like that every time Run the Jewels open an album, they have to preface it with, like, here's, here's kind of, like, the characters we'll be playing through this album, and uh, here's a heavy emphasis on which album it is. Yeah. RTJ3, they said RTJ3 like 50 times on the album previously, <laughs> like the same way, you know. So um, it, it's a, an amazing uh, starter. It, it, to, to start, it kind of sounds like someone's just like walked up to your front door and it, they're, they're banging the, the heck out of it trying to get your attention. And then they just start yelling in your face, yeah. which is awesome. Well, so. it's kind of cool for somebody who hasn't uh, listened to as much Run the Jewels, you know, a few tracks here and there. But I, this is the first, like, album I've sort of dived into, dove, dove into. Dove, I, dove we, in. we do this every week. <laughs> yeah, yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> this is the first. And it, I feel like just based the way they set it up like that, I do feel sort of, like, connected to their history. Even yeah, though absolutely. I really know nothing about it outside of what they've given me in this. They, they do a really good job of kind of, like, 
pulling you in and making you feel like a part of their. It feels like, like Run the Jewels itself is is like a uh, what do you call it a uh, concept. It's just a yeah. concept. Mm-hmm group basically concept yeah. project yeah it was really cool i definitely didn't feel alienated at all for not having sort of listened to their their previous catalog which is cool yeah definitely uh, yeah uh i thought the on this track specifically though that the industrial beat was sort of like let you you know yeah. let you know what you're getting into rest of was really driving and industrial and i thought that was kind of cool it kind of reminded me of like industrial techno yeah or something i definitely yeah. get that got a lot yeah. of 80s vibes throughout yeah um you know from like the the techno influences there's some like sort of synthy pop elements you know on the mixed in album. with some organic stuff that yeah. i like you don't you didn't hear well i guess there's a lot of samples on the previous albums mm-hmm. as well but i felt like this is the most sample heavy and and i really like the organic use of a lot of a lot yeah. of guitar a lot of drums just like throughout the album yeah there's some like cool, on this one too yeah. there's some cool like drum break beats yeah dropped in there and they sounded really like old school and analog and, and right. roomy and so yeah it was just a really cool like mix of of textures um yeah i yeah. agree i actually wanted to talk about uh to start the album uh so they released this album in a time of of a you know a lot of craziness in the country at the moment and a lot of it doing obviously with racial tension which is a thing we've yeah, had to totally. deal with for our entire you know time as a country and mm-hmm. stuff like that but uh there's just a few there's a line a couple of lines here i wanted to, to look at just on this opening track Absolutely. to kind of like be like yep. here here's here you go for the rest of the album kind of but killer mike opens up verse four by basically saying i've got one bullet left and there's a hundred cops outside i could either shoot you know shoot my last shot mm-hmm. or i could take my own life because i don't like he's been saying they'll never take me alive for, yeah. for years i i feel like he's he's got such an interesting and vocal and, and very like um uh, loud opinion about the the police presence in the united yes. states and and uh, he i mean this it's a big topic for you know yeah. this song but the rest of the album too but um i kind of liked how how when Killer Mike was kind of talking about like I'll put one between my eyes yeah, before yeah. I go get taken by the cops. Yeah. LP has to come in and be like, no, come I got you, bro. The, yeah, come get in the car. Like I'd rather I'd rather like be here with you than not. And you still owe me money for some Nikes that yeah, you yeah. <laughs> or whatever you know whatever it is that he's actually talking about. But it's a uh, it's a great intro to being like yeah. you could kind of figure out their relationship as a couple like without. Right. having to listen to the rest of the albums and stuff like that so they're clearly like brothers mm. but also they've they've got some like hard opinions about how things should be in the world yeah. <laughs> especially in the country you know yeah definitely like ran me through the the put me through the ringer like emotionally because it starts out like it's this like hey we're back like the classic sort of rap intro where they're yeah. like hey we're back here we're we are <laughs> yeah. and then it just immediately sort of dives into this like social thing and then like you said uh, LP's verse kind of was like hey bro I got you kind of thing and it was like so I was hype, and then I was angry, yeah. and then I was, like, sort of touched by the closeness of this, like, yeah, friendship. Absolutely. And it's sort of all at once, and it was really beautiful in the way that, like, it was, like, profoundly sad and aggressive and angry and, like, hype and just touching. It was it was really cool. It was really beautiful that the, the, this nuanced uh, approach to all these different emotions. It was, and just in one track, like a, a hip-hop intro track, you know? Yeah, I know. Which is exactly. normally sort of just, like, the hype, we're going to have fun. Yeah, I feel like their moment. intro tracks tend to be, like, just kind of, like, absolute bangers out the wall, mm-hmm. you know? This is no no exception. Absolutely. really grabs you by the throat and throws you down the alley and says, here's here's the album, you're going to get punched by it a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was right. It definitely set me up pretty appropriately for oh, yeah. for for what was next absolutely yeah. speaking of next yes segues are weird ooh la la <laughs> uh featuring greg nice and dj premiere cool yeah. yeah so this song is uh hard as fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love this song there's this uh, amazing kind of uh 
piano sample this kind of repeat cut up and sort of repeated in a, in a weird way and you get the opening the opening lyrics uh, provided by Greg Nice, mm-hmm. ooh la la, ah wee wee. That's yeah. like the hook for the and song. It's catchy. It's just too. like catchy as heck. It has like... been stuck in my head the whole week that I've been listening to this me album. Me too. Yeah. I can't stop. Every time I, I think about it, I just like the, the beat drop in my head makes me want to move so hard. Yes. I, can't, like, yes. I can't help my body from moving. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you've seen, you've, we watched the music video together too. If you get a chance to watch the music video, mm-hmm. you should definitely watch it because it's just, a, it's a big party and I feel like it just kind of adds to the. The mayhem. It's basically yeah. it's it take pl- takes place uh, at a at a party at the end of at the end of of fascism and corporate greed and corruption and money basically. So everyone's just like having a great time, burning stacks of yeah, money, and yeah. just like having a great you know having a great one. And it's like it's one of those things where it's kind of like um, it's it's so it's a heavy social commentary absolutely but it's a freaking dance party exactly like i just want to like groove to it i feel like the the music doesn't lie in that way i feel like social commentary you can't be can't be like true unless it's 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 supported by art and this art supports that pretty hard i also learned a cool new word from this track uh pugilistic yeah i didn't know that word i looked it up and it was awesome i'm gonna use that word all the time yeah it it comes it shows up on the later track too it does Um, yeah yeah but it uh yeah just for those of you who don't know um the lyric is pugilistic pugilistic is it is it a soft g or a hard g i say hard g yeah pugilistic my linguistics are jero the damage um and jero the damage is a um as a rapper, he's a rapper. He yeah. he coined the term pugilistic yeah. Yeah. In, in like the, the early nineties or something. Mm-hmm. Like and it, that. it just it means like a a pugilist is a boxer. Yeah. Um. So pugilistic is like related to boxing, and so there's like a reference to what I think was Muhammad Ali later yeah. on uh, the pugilistic the poet later on the I forget which track it is off the top of my head, but later on the record. But that's such a cool word, and I'm totally gonna use it. Yeah, it's um, amazing. It yeah, kind hope... of like sums up a lot of things you want you would wanna yeah. get across it. So it's a great word. <laughs> it's um, a great word. Yes. Love learning new words. Yeah, me too. Um, the next song is Out of Sight, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Featuring one, 2 chains. Featuring 2 chains. There's some great features on this album. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to like unpack yeah. all of it. But it's uh, yeah. as we go, I can't... Yeah. I, I was re- doing some reading and they were talking about how how the, 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 the music and the samples and everything on the album are obviously really well and, and heavily curated. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about how like the, the features on the album are... are uh, Pharrell appears on the album mm-hmm. at one point. They just kind of like were happenstance. Pharrell happened to be really? in the studio trying to talk to Rick Rubin when they were like working <laughs> on a separate thing entirely. Did Rick Rubin produce it? No, that's okay. The thing. okay. He, they were working at uh, Shangri La, Rick Rubin's studio. Gotcha. And uh, I, I guess there were people asking if he had produced it. But sure. He's like, no, I did it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would, LP yeah. being the guy, obviously. Which kudos to LP. It's a well produced album. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it very much so. Yeah. But yeah, so out of sight. Uh, it's kind of like uh, I would say the the beat is the first one that kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't really sure what was happening. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure what's happening still, honestly. It's I'm just trying like, to remember. It's just really aggressive and driving, and it's this one is, I think, particularly experimental compared to the rest of them, yeah. um, which is cool. I love that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, kind of, rem- like, the digital distortion kind of reminded me some of, like, like the JPEG Mafia stuff. That yeah, absolutely. Like um, and just, that's that's kind of like a hip texture in, in hip-hop I'm finding right now anyway, um, which is awesome. I, I love it. And this one, I think was really really leaned into that that sort of aesthetic for sure um i fully agree it's got um i I feel like the so when i've my my past experiences with two chains haven't been 
like I have I don't dislike the guy but I just haven't listened to him enough to kind of uh, really mm-hmm. understand what he's about yeah but I feel like his feature on on this song is awesome. pretty, pretty fantastic it was so good yeah I kind yeah. of felt the same way I sort of like never gotten into two chains but didn't yeah. really think much of, you know I was like oh it's just a, just a at a one guy. point he says I'll buy a hot dog stand that's if the, I'm trying to be frank. That's the lyric I wrote down as just well. fantastic. <laughs> I wrote that one in my notes too. It's, it's just great. Because it's hilarious how like uh, some there's some really like heady, dense lyrics on this yeah. and like a lot of really deep literary references and some cool words and, and craziness and then you have like cheeky, funny, hilarious lyrics yeah. like that. And, and either way you're getting cut up from either side. Yeah, you know? it's great. You're like, oh shoot, oh shoot. Yeah. It's cool the whole time. Um, yeah, so I love that. That was my favorite line on the song too. I wrote yeah. that one down that's as amazing. well. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but hot dog stand if I'm trying to be frank. Yeah. Um, so that's a classic. Yeah. That's a new classic, I would say. That's a great one. There's also a cool little, I don't know if you noticed, it was like a really subtle thing in the, in the uh, hooks where like it would have it had that digital distorted bass for most of the song but then it would like randomly sample in this like bass guitar oh you know um, I don't the, even know if the I choruses. It's, it was really cool it sounded like an old 70s like oh, neat. kind of bass line I don't know what they sampled it from or where yeah, it came from either. but I thought it was really cool I tried to dig into some of the samples on the mm-hmm. album and, and I mean there's just so, so many little ones it's hard to talk about but that one specifically you know that's one of the things I love about like hip hop right now too is just it's so like in conversation with oh, its past yeah exactly you know it definitely times. it's it's drawing on its influences so directly in, in a lot of cool i think that's why it but, stays cool you know yeah yeah totally like that. yeah and it totally and, and you feel sort of connected to the history of hip-hop anytime you listen to any song yeah absolutely just the references it's like it's it's built into the, yeah. the whole culture which is awesome yeah it's so cool it's such a cool aesthetic i yeah. love it so much um, next song is called Holy Kalamafuck. Yeah, this song's <laughs> incredible. I actually really I love <laughs> I did this song. Too. I did too. Uh, it, it starts off and you're not really sure what's gonna happen. It, it's this kind of slow kind of how do you describe it? It's almost like tribal. Yeah. Um, it was uh, actually inspired by Jamaican dance hall. Music, that's what. I, okay. But... It sounds like that kind of thing to me for sure. Yeah. I, the, the rhythm of like the the whatever you would call the snare yeah. in this, I guess I don't know what what it is exactly, but yeah. it's very uh, yeah very tribal dance kind of kind of vibe i looked up the guy the guy that sings the the hook is a guy called cuddy ranks and he's like a fame in jamaica he's pretty famous as that's like what a, it sounds like yeah dance hall, that's uh, cool. artist um which is kind of cool it's like a i guess a specific i haven't gone no, too no, light. yeah yeah i haven't <laughs> yeah. gone too deep into that style but apparently it's a very popular like caribbean jamaican style and he's like a fam- famous in that scene yeah it's amazing i feel like immediately they come specifically killer mike comes in pretty pretty angry on this song oh yeah he's uh i love all the titles murder for hire yeah yeah it's it's very good all the titles they give themselves i know so fun they're the greatest yeah it was really cool my favorite i wrote down my favorite was magic bean and vibers that's really great magic bean and vibers (laughs) (laughs) magic bean and vibers that's awesome yeah that'll be cool they'll love that vote up if you like that more than the other one that we yeah. said like and subscribe if you <laughs> yeah yeah follow for follow i don't know um we don't know how to like monetize this or do anything to promote this yeah at all. we're gonna try to do better about it in the future not that anybody cares but us yeah, but yeah. <laughs> like we don't really know how podcasts work so if anyone has any cool tips like we definitely appreciate it yeah it was kind of i thought it, this one had like a kind of a trappy beat it to did. it too yeah which i thought was kind of refreshing after like three or four songs of like that sort of really aggressive like kind of distorted techno beat kind of hip yeah, yeah. Like straightforward hip-hop almost yeah, yeah yeah i don't yeah i don't know what the words to describe it exactly but that that if i had one problem with the album which is like very small it was just that 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 particular style got to be a little bit tiring on my ears agree with after you. a while because <laughs> it's just so aggressive it just takes a lot of work to like 
be in it and you gotta be bad the whole time mm-hmm. you know yeah, I know and you so mean. I definitely felt myself by the end of the album getting a little tired but like that doesn't mean any of the tracks are bad it's just like if you listen to it top to bottom sometimes it was just a little bit taxing on the ears but that's not a bad thing I don't think no don't not think. at all also the beat switch in this song bro okay not many people can pull off a beat switch and and have it be like the first half is is groovy and cool, but then the second half punches you in the face. Yeah. The song's great. It it it. I don't even. It doesn't even cut to halftime. It's already in halftime the whole time, but it feels like it cuts to halftime and just drops this really simple kind of like bassy kind of just uh uh I don't know pretty simple beat I guess, yeah, but yeah. it's slow and it's lumbering. Yeah, it was and, awesome. And it's fantastic. Yeah, just, usually, a lot of times when they do the beat switch ups, like I'm like, all right, here we go. Yeah, it reminds me of the beat switch up in uh, XXX by Kendrick Lamar a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah. It's not obviously not as like it's it's yeah. like just a more chill version of mm-hmm. that, but a little more reserved. But yeah, it, it's fantastic. It was tasteful. It was really nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, it needed to happen too because I I. I I feel like I might have gotten tired of that original beat if it had played through Same. the runtime of that whole song, even though I really like it. Yeah. I feel like they set it up to where like the the, the payoff of the yeah. the beat switch is, is like perfect. Like so. you said, I was getting kind of tired at this point of the yeah, album. Yeah, so yeah. it was kind of like, ah, oh, yes, something new and fresh. It was it, really nice. And it's definitely new and fresh. It's completely yeah, different, it's great. which is great. It's great. Good. Another great track. Um, Goonies versus E.T. This was one of my fa- it might be my favorite track, one of my favorite this tracks. This fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I'm not sure, but it was really cool. It was kind of a a lot of social commentary about the environment and social media and those sorts of things. And usually, when people start talking about like Twitter and their songs, I'm like, "All right, here we go." It's yeah. like it's gonna be, a, you know, it's always it's usually sort of one dimensional. It's like Twitter bad, you know, or whatever. It's pretty dire. But this one was really interesting. I, I it took a pretty nuanced look at at social media as it relates to social issues and about the way it sort of like maybe changes people's like perception of each other and themselves and how that affects the way we communicate through that oh okay and so it's kind of like to me it felt like really multi-dimensional um on top of being just like a banger oh yeah um, of course <laughs> yeah but lyrically it was really multi-dimensional i haven't quite unpacked it all yet it, i think it's one of those that i'd have to like yeah sort of re-listen to and re-listen to before i sort of get it all but it just there there are layers to the the commentary which i yeah, i really absolutely. enjoyed I, i'm kind of tired of hearing people like whine about social media me too because yeah. like yeah i've been on uh, social media for my whole life i get yeah. i get that it's cruddy yeah, <laughs> like, yeah yeah say something different about it I, yeah you yeah know. anytime anybody says like oh yeah social media kind of sucks you're like duh like we all yeah hate it. like it, yeah. it does suck <laughs> yeah so that, have to it was, wait through it <laughs> this was a really nice take i thought yeah um, interesting take yeah i feel like i just feel like they're both incredibly witty but in yes. different ways lp's got this way of of kind of like it, 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 I feel like his lyrics are almost a little goofier and a little more tongue in cheek sometimes, than, and then Killer Mike tends mm-hmm. to be a, like lean towards the little more like kind of hard and angry. Mm-hmm. They're both obviously hard and angry, but yeah. I, I like their, the the slight different takes that they come things on. Yeah. Uh, musically, I feel like this track was super uh, the the hook, especially I guess, or the biggest part of the song mm-hmm. was very Beastie Boys ish to me. I, I it sounded they actually like, referenced yeah. the the well, oh shoot what was the lyric uh, they referenced. Um, License to License to Ill. License to Ill. Yeah, yeah. they reference that in one of the lyrics specifically. I don't know if they sampled the Beastie Boys. So to me, this song like there's a Beastie Boys song called um, Oh shoot, hold on. <laughs> Let me look up this Beastie Boys song yeah. real quick. We're gonna edit this. We're out. Gonna or edit. not. We could leave this in and they can all laugh about That's how true. often we edit. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's we, an, an amazing idea. Actually. Yeah, we <laughs> we uh we edit a lot. While we Avery's looking something up, I'll tell you. Uh, the last two we've edited like ten minutes of us just saying oh, dumb yeah. stuff. We say a lot of dumb stuff on this podcast. Oh, um, yeah. 
we ramble a lot, and so it's just it's like if you looked at the Garage Band session, it's just a patchwork of, <laughs> yeah. of stuff. It's surprising that when you listen back to it, it doesn't sound as horrible as you think it's going yeah, to. Yeah, so yeah, that's great. I um, kind of thought it would sound awful and unprofessional. It kind of does, but not in the way that you think. <laughs> yeah, but then you go back and listen to other podcasts, and you're like, they edit too. Come on. All right, so the, this song reminds me like the instrumental, especially the drums when they kind of kick in pretty intensely uh, of the song. Uh, Check It Out by the Beastie Boys. It's one of my favorite Beastie Boys songs, Super yeah. Goofy and stuff like that. But then it's intercut with this kind of really intense, uh, the synth kind yes, of thing yeah, going yeah. back and forth, the mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. And yeah. the, his, uh, yeah. it sounds like LP's voice like just pitched really low, mm-hmm. singing the, uh, the uh, if I had another chance, I would give another chance to you kind of thing. It just works so well for me, yeah. especially the little like, the, the pitch down, oh, or the hey, yeah. you know, yeah. like, there's something, yeah, there's awesome. something about that that's just so perfect. And that <laughs> like, put right next to sort of the really roomy samples of like those old school beats yes exactly um, like those yeah. old school actual like physical drum beats mm-hmm. it, it's really nice it's it's super cool um and i wouldn't be surprised if that that beastie boys because of the specific reference i would yeah, be surprised exactly. if that sonic comparison was intentional intentional um, i agree yeah. for sure it makes sense yeah it's it was cool there was like after uh, the the last verse is it sort of felt like that old school like nineties West Coast style yes, flow absolutely. too. Uh, it was Killer Mike's verse I think, and mm-hmm. it just it's in that sort of old school flow which I really love. It kind of reminded me of like NWA kind of stuff. Um, it's just it was a great yeah. Track. Speaking of NWA, I feel like Killer Mike always has has kind of reminded me of Ice Cube and the way his voice sounds mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, Killer Mike's got an album called Rat Music. Um, and it's one of my favorite rap albums of all time. Yeah. It's fantastic, but I feel like that's the, the first time I had ever heard him. And I thought it was Ice Cube for a few minutes, which is cool. But I, yeah. I feel like there's influence there. But I feel like I don't know. Killer Mike takes it to a whole different level. I just appreciate his lyricism so much. So yeah, yeah, the, I, it's the, great. <laughs> yeah, the lyricism on this album can't be like like talked about enough. enough I, I know, feel yeah. like I mean that's just, the whole. I mean uh, that's the whole thing. Beats are great, yeah. uh, obviously, and production is amazing. And this album, I think, is like produced incredibly. But I feel like it, it definitely comes down to whether or not you can can spit when it yeah, comes to stuff totally. like this and I just I just feel like they're they're the two greatest. Oh yeah, so we've picked up if you can hear a cat meowing, speaking of uh nothing nothing to do with cats. We have two <laughs> cats in the house now, so sorry if there's like extra me- meowage. They're really adorable though. Flea is the new cat. He's like 3 months old and the cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um anyway, <laughs> cat aside. <laughs> cat. Well, you know, spe- okay, here's another aside. Are you familiar with Meow the Jewels? <laughs> no. So, uh, when the Run, the Run the Jewels released their second album, oh, it might have been their first. Oh shoot, I can't quite remember. One of their one of their albums, one of the first or second album, mm-hmm. they went back and replaced every single sample and bit of music in the album with cat noises <laughs> and released it themselves and called it Meow the Jewel. So you know how the covers all yeah. have the the like on it, yeah. uh, one's like a mummy, one's zombie <laughs> yeah. arms. It's kitties. Oh my <laughs> it's god! It's just kitty paws. Oh my god! It's incredible. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So I watched, if you have never heard of Meow the Jewels, go listen to that. I'm definitely gonna do that after we do this. Um, I it's weird. Musicians have kind of been obsessed with cats for a long time. I watched this video. I think it was, it was either this article or this video talking about like um, cat memes through history because like oh. apparently that's like nothing new. And in like that. the the 17 or 1800s, they had this. Uh, cat piano it's kind of messed up what they did but they would take like cats tails and have them like with little like um like 
grabber things, oh, and no. so <laughs> when you hit a particular key, it would like grab the cat's tail, and so the cat would meow. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty messed up. That's horrible. But like, but like that was like a, a funny joke back then. Like, and you would you'd play the piano, but it'd just be cats meowing. That's and horrible. So it's sort of like the analog version of of meow the jewels. Yeah, something like that. All right. Well, um, that, yeah, that's you can ridiculous. hear the influences on meow the jewels. That um, is ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Let's get back to, to yeah. <laughs> okay. Cat tangents aside, cool. Um, I'll always go on a cat tangent. There's, yeah, same. You can always talk about. I mean, cats. who doesn't like a cat? A lot of people, I guess. Yeah, but whatever. There are people that don't. Whatever about that. Um, anyway, the next track on this album. I wonder how much of that we're gonna out edit, but keep it. <laughs> keep it all. <laughs> yeah, it's in the movie. <laughs> um, the next track on the album is called "Walking in the Snow," and I love this one too. Yeah, this uh, this one might be my favorite one yeah. on the album. This right one now. was scathing. This man. one's amazing. Yeah, the social commentary on this was scathing. It hit me like right in the chest. I was yeah. like, "Ooh, I need Same. to step up my game." It, yeah, um, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah, I, it was cool because it's sort of like, it, I think this is something that I've seen in a lot of you know social conversations lately. But it seems to sort of take aim at not necessarily the oppressors um, in sort of social issues, but more at the indifferent, um, which I think has sort of been something that has come up a lot recently. recently. Maybe just, I don't know if it's just my experience or sort of in a lot of people's experience, but I thought that was a really cool um, approach to take because I think the indifferent um, do a lot of harm and contribute to social inequality in a lot of really substantial ways. Yeah, without even really like... Yeah. I mean, being on a side, you know, it's totally it's, the indifference to things is is like definitely it's it's almost toxic. I wonder if the um, the mic is picking up the squeaking washing machine. It better not be. Probably is. That's what we'll put in parentheses on the name of the um, the episode featuring our squeaking washing machine. So uh, yeah, the the feature in this song, uh, she's appeared on other Run the Jewels albums, uh, and her name's Gangsta Boo. She's fantastic, but she kind of sings the hook. Um, mm-hmm. Just got done walking in the snow, and one of my favorite moments is at the very, very end of the song. After such a like we were saying, such a, a scathing yeah. <laughs> kind of social commentary, um, she just pops in and says, "It's unfair because uh, they're black and white. So if you don't like them, you're automatically racist." <laughs> which is an amazing way to end uh, a song that's kind of uh, you know socially charged <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's like fantastic. this album's so nuanced like that's the thing Absolutely. it's like so you you have the scathing social commentary and then you end with something like that that's kind of funny and yeah. kind of i don't know it was it's just good it's just truth just truth. <laughs> the one thing i will say about this track though that if this was another point where i was starting to get a little bit tired of mm-hmm. that sort of like aggressive driving production yeah um so this was i think a point where my ears were getting very very tired but fortunately the next track was uh, oh just gosh. was super trappy. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. This was the one that features Pharrell, and the the hook in the song is basically like, you 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 made your way from from one one place to another, but the to me, it's it's like saying you kind of had the leg up the whole time already anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. The hook being look at all the slave masters posing on your right. dollars like kind of being like this is the the history that everything is steeped yeah. in and every 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 bit of currency that's even like traveling around the the country is is steeped in racism and, yeah. and you know the after effects of slavery and it's and crazy yeah it was this really uh for me like a really affecting uh like image or idea that uh 
that, you know, you could sort of like rise above your, you know, sort of rise above your position or your place of oppression and make money and do all the, be successful, do all these things. And then you just still have like a slave owner staring back at you. Yeah. So you know, you do, how, how far can we go if that's yeah. where we are? You yeah, know? exactly. You do the thing, you get successful and then you just have like a hor like a horrible sign it's of It's dirty money. It's like always dirty yeah, money. Yeah. You have <laughs> you that know? person just staring back at you, even if you did the best you could do. Like, it's just, it's crazy to me. That was, that hit me hard. Like me I got, I got a little emotional thinking about that for sure. Um, and it's just wild to me that that deep idea was on this track, and then what I thought was the funniest zinger on the album to me was Ooh, brain mean? bounce off walls like a sentient Roomba. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> was, that, was, that was the best zinger on the album for yeah, me. It was I, I so agree. good. That's like a simile at its highest, I would say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is it's it was hilarious. I laughed out loud. Yeah, after like tearing up. Like yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it was crazy. It's such an intense. I mean, at one point, Pharrell's singing it, and he's like, do you understand what I'm saying? He's like, yeah. you get me? Do you get what I'm yeah, saying right crazy. now? Yeah, it's crazy. One of my other favorite lines, I think it's this song where Killer Mike, he, he this is a sentiment I've thought in my head so much, because it's just so, it's so clear when you, when you have uh, hindsight, but he says, um, I wish that we could fast forward to the future so you could see how fucked up you, you are, you yeah, know, like... Yeah. Like and then you'll get to, you'll get the repercussions that you've been that, that, that you've thought that the people who are you know mm -hmm. rising up against yeah. the, the 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 man should be getting yeah, the whole yeah. time. You know, it's it's a it's pretty it's a pretty heavy thought to have. I guess. Absolutely, yeah. This song was was heavy and awesome. All those things and yeah, Zach Taylor Rocha, dude. When, is it Roca or Rocha? I don't care. <laughs> oh man, now it's I don't want to mispronounce it. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, when I was growing up, it was always Zach De La Roca, but I've heard Rocha so many times. I've looked, I've heard Zach De La Roche many times too. They just oh. leave out the A. How do you pronounce Zach De La? Roche? I'm not gonna mess this up on here. Oh, like ch Rocha. Cheek. Rocha. Oh, whoa. Zach De La Rocha. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's back <laughs> yeah, Zach De La Rocha. Um, it, his feature was hilarious to me the first time I listened to it because I was the first time I listened to it, I was taking a lock and wasn't looking at the track yeah. notes or anything like that. And I just hear his voice like scream into my ears and I got into Raging His Machine when I was really young, like first starting <laughs> music. And so his voice is just forever like burned into my brain. It's like yeah. balls on parade. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I hear his voice and I'm like, whoa. Like, and then wait his, a minute. His verse was killer. It is killer. But yeah. I was definitely like <laughs> I it, it's hard not to hard to disassociate some of those some of those I agree, early yeah. Rage Against the Machine memories for me. Um, That's funny, but it, yeah. was, it was pretty great. Comes out of for nowhere. Sure, for sure. But he's appeared on pretty much all their albums so far. He's, yeah. Are they like, he was in that music video for uh, Ooh La La. For Ooh La, La. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're pals. I feel like they've been friends for like years, which is awesome. Man, how do all these people make friends? That's I so cool. don't know. Just being amazing. Never Look is the next track on uh, this album. And it was nice. Uh, Production-wise, I thought it was really refreshing. Because um, it sort of had this 80s like arpeggio synthy thing. And it was kind of round and, yeah. and not quite as angular and aggressive as some of the other stuff so it was you know all the songs that aren't in that style all, that style is great but every every song on this record that isn't that way i'm always like ooh, yes like yeah can relax a little bit it was I just a, the same too it was just a great rest for my ears yeah they drop in rests right when you need them i feel like because i like you said i do like there's a certain like angular way things kind of happen with the the ones that don't change up as much mm -hmm. so it, it is cool to, to bring in something that's yeah. kind of like just out of left yeah. field there. So what do you think of uh, the next one, Ground Below? Ground Below's uh, great. I like this song a lot. I feel like off the bat, 
Uh, my only negative about it is that it is kind of like the same the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, this this song is heavily sampled. Um, there's a gang of four, the punk band from the 70s. They have a song called Ether. Mm. Uh, it, it's basically a, an exact but recreated take on that. And cool. it's very organic, and there's just it's guitar and drums and, and stuff like that, which is great. I I think the lyrics are awesome, but I do feel like it gets a little tiring to me. Sure. Which is it's okay because it is it's not like the longest song on the album, you know. So, yeah. So that's cool, but I, I I still would say it's 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 straightforward and makes you want to bang your head against a wall. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Yes. I, I agree. <laughs> I think this was if I had to pick a least favorite song on the album, this is probably it. The the Rocky production was cool for a second. Yeah. And then I was like, all right. But it appears in other yeah. places enough that I like get my fill mm-hmm. of it, and this one is, is just a little more straightforward with that. Yeah. I also had a hard time like finding a thematic or narrative anchor on this one. I didn't really get it, which I feel could be just me being stupid, which is like <laughs> totally understandable. There's a lot of songs that I don't get that turned out to be actually genius. So I don't know, but I didn't really... I had a hard time like parsing the lyrics um, in the same way that I was able to on some of the other ones. I don't know. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. 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 Can't all be winners. I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to keep that in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pulling the Pen is the next track. Uh, Pulling the Pen is a pretty beautiful song. Mavis like... Staples rips, dude. Yeah, Mavis Staples is one of the Ugh. great soul singers. Singers... Just just singers of all time, I would say. Yeah, I've I've been a fan of hers. One of my favorite musicians ever, Jeff Tweedy. Mm-hmm. He he's worked with her a whole bunch on different stuff. So that I, I'm really glad that I got to know her via that. And then yeah. she was on an episode of You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, one of my favorite podcasts a couple years ago. So she's just like one of the greatest human beings on the planet. And that she made it on a Run the Jewels album is is fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. I think that every great. like blues, folk, roots, like soul r&b influenced artist right now would be would be willing to say that mavis staples is a huge influence of theirs i think that she's pretty iconic and to stack on top of that that she shares this feature with josh homme from queens of the stone age yeah right it's so weird but i think so i feel like when i think of josh i love queens of the stone age but i feel like when i think of josh homme especially in the realm of hip-hop all I can hear is like, oh god, he's gonna like dad rock it up. But he literally, <laughs> he literally a- added like <laughs> every part of his is subtle. It's all it's kind of weird. Like yeah. the, 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 everything he added is just it's great. <laughs> it's great, and I love the really kind of it. The instrumental to this track is almost like Stranger Things sounding. Mm-hmm. It, it's really fantastic. It's a slow burn. Uh, I love it. Yeah, this is a great, great song. And we haven't really talked about it because this this has come up earlier in the record too. But there's a lot of religious imagery, absolutely, and it comes up in a lot of really cool ways. I like the way he relates like capitalism and the man and the system to Satan, and yeah. sort of ends with this idea that for him this struggle is like not political. It's like much, much deeper than that. And it's sort of those images did a really good job, um, sort of letting me into where he's coming from. Absolutely. All that. It was it was really beautiful and cool and all the religious imagery throughout um was pretty pretty fascinating and, and Yeah, I feel like specifically Is Killer Mike a pretty like religious dude? Uh, see, I I feel like I've read something about him being religious before. I, yeah. I'm not sure. It, it seems like he if if anything he's got a complicated relationship with religion, which mm-hmm. I sure, think really sure. shows with these lyrics. Yeah. Um, and the references that are on here. Mm-hmm. Um and that's why I feel like it comes into play for me that Killer Mike is. I feel like he's he's the one that kind of carries the the songs lyrically for me mm-hmm. almost at all times because he's able to reach into some really 
deep places and and for some reason it's just it's more affecting to me knowing that like a little bit of his backstory knowing kind of where he's come from in atlanta Mm -hmm. and and stuff and the things he's had to deal with in his life coming up as you know a rapper and being you know becoming famous and 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 also being a really outspoken you know uh political kind of uh voice for 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 his generation and I would say our generation too he's totally. got really complex opinions on stuff and I yeah. just feel like his lyrics sh- show that a lot and he's angry but he can also you know be he's also really witty and stuff yeah. like that so yeah I said it earlier but it's sort of like this album does an incredible job of making me feel like I've known Killer Mike for, yeah like I feel like I know this guy yeah he really lets you into at his... one point he's like I, I, I told you once kill your masters you yeah. know I'm like <laughs> I'm coming back to say it again because yeah. we're in such an area or an era of, of yeah of, of of the country <laughs> yeah he just really lets you into his his mind and and uh, lp as well um yeah i just feel like I've, I've i'm so connected to this music even though i haven't really gone deep into their catalog or anything yeah, like that absolutely. It's, it's really crazy it's really yeah difficult to do i imagine oh absolutely yeah, yeah. and, and make, make maybe it easy for him well. i don't know but yeah probably honestly <laughs> yeah he's a smart guy <laughs> they're smart guys yeah definitely yeah. two of the best yeah for sure um, what do you think of the, the last track? Oh yeah, closing track. So yeah. at first, I thought this closing track was boring in in terms of its 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 like musical makeup, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but over time, it's kind of grown on me. Yeah, I would say it's it's more of a uh, like a slow burn builder. Yeah, if you're looking for like a a big bop to end the album, yeah. this one's a little more. It's not experimental, but it's a little more. It's very reserved and it's very thoughtful. Yeah. And rather than I feel like this one kind of uh is is one of the only tracks to really be very like uh inward looking. The other the other the other songs mm-hmm. seem very like, you know, social commentary and, and all that stuff. And this one seems really like it's coming from, you know they're talking about themselves in, yeah. in this, in this yeah, track, totally, you know? totally. And it's it's pretty emotional. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. I like it. And I like that it's kind of split up into a couple of different sections. Yeah. I like some sections more than others. And that's I loved the last section. There was like the a TV show scene. Yeah. Oh see, yeah, that's the shit I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, it felt like it was like a TV show, like, you know, like the old 80s shows were like... Yeah, it give, almost seemed like, like a spaghetti western almost. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of like Yankee and great. the Brave, like talking about the characters that yeah. they're basically, basically playing. Mm-hmm. Yankee and the Brave obviously being, being. you know, like northern, a northerner and, and an Atlanta Well, he's from, he's like from New York, too, so I think it's... Reference like the baseball teams. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 right. I'm making sure I could be wrong. No, that yeah, that's what I pulled from it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. that's cool. And I like that the first track is sort of episode four, so I almost feel yeah. like it feels like the the start of the episode or yeah, whatever. exactly. You know, like which is really cool. TV. It was cool. It sort of it does. I agree. Kind of maybe border on like cheesy outro. I agree. Like it. Yeah. There are moments where I'm like maybe it's not, and then there are so- sections where I'm like maybe it's a little cheesy. It mm-hmm. sort of has this like slow build, and it's really theatrical and dramatic and orchestral. Right. And that sort of thing is really hard to sell, and I think there may be moments where they do, and maybe moments where they don't. I agree. I feel like they could have melted my face and then given me that goofy little ad to end the album. I I would have loved that. But it was a lot more like, yeah, it it is a little more low-key. And you're right, it did get a little... It comes in and goes out a couple of times. Like, the song ends and then starts back up again. The first time it did it, and it came into this new section with yeah. a new kind of beat, I, yeah. I, I liked it a lot. And then it faded out again and, and came in again, yeah. and that's where I was like, oh. all right, yeah. I don't know. It, it didn't quite, like, They're definitely my milking attention. It. Yeah, they're, yeah, it seemed yeah. Like, and it's a six-and-a-half-minute song, which for a hip-hop, yeah. you know, hip-hop yeah. song is six-and-a-half minutes is, like, decently long, yeah. you know, I would say. Mm-hmm. 
I um, think my opinion on this track will be different depending on how cynical of a mood I'm in when I go to listen to it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Today yeah. I listened to it and really liked it. Yeah. Two days ago I listened to it and it wasn't my jam. You know? Yeah, if I'm just like in a grumpy mood where everything is dumb and cheesy, then this track's going to be dumb and cheesy. But if I'm in a sunshine and rainbows kind of mood, then I'm like, oh, it's art. Who am I, I to say? You know? yeah. Now that we finish this album, what, what, uh, what rating would you give this? I'm going to give Run the Jewels 4 by Run the Jewels a nice soft linen out of 36 um, foldy foldy up like eggs i couldn't agree more you know like a folded egg yeah, couldn't agree more yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. like omelet style like at pre-cooked like or post-cooked i mean like where you like yes 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 yeah, yeah. like it's sense. a scrambled egg but you're really delicate with it and you know what you're doing and you can like fold it up yeah yeah you're a much better cook than me and you've like you've kind of studied like how the heat of pans affects the, the eggs and stuff yeah uh, sort of yeah, yeah cool yeah uh, all right, so actual opinions on this album as a whole. I think that for me, this is a complex uh, thought, but let mm. me try to get it out. It's the tightest Run the Jewels album in that almost, I'd say like every song is at least uh, great. I wouldn't say that I would necessarily like skip any of these songs, but I would say that my favorite tracks on other Run the Jewels albums I like more than my favorite tracks on this one. So Run the Jewels 3 has three songs that I think are like amazing mm-hmm. and I like them more than the, the three songs that I find to be my favorite on this album mm-hmm. but on Run, Run the Jewels 3 I think there are more skips on that album than there are on this album. So just yeah. as via you know comparison that's kind of how I think of it. Um, but I think it's probably like their, if it's not their best album it's like you know, yeah. it's it, it's their. I'd say it's like their tightest collection of songs. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of agree. As someone who's less familiar with their uh, catalog before this, um, I think it stands alone as a great, like, coherent album. I think that the there's two or three tracks that are like, whoa, that's genius, and the rest of them are just really good. I, that's exactly. And so I think there are other <laughs> there are other hip hop albums that I've listened to lately, as I've like like the past couple of years, that as I've been trying to steep myself in that and where every track is like genius after genius after genius Mm -hmm. and i feel like this song gets this record sorry gets pretty close to that well thanks for listening to episode three um we're super stoked to keep doing this hopefully you're stoked to keep listening yeah brendan and i are about to move we're gonna try not to let that interrupt the (laughs) twice uh, a month that we that we do this which is not frequent at all so yeah it's probably fine but we really appreciate you guys listening thanks to listening to our probably fine podcast yes wow what a great sign off that's it (laughs) bye bye